What is up, fellas? Welcome back to the Grown Man Podcast, episode 14, with my good buddy Jordan Montgomery. I'm your host, Kirk Kersey, and on today's show, Jordan is going to talk to us about just the evolution that he has gone through. I was so excited to have him on the show. Jordan and I have gotten to know each other over the last year as he's made a transition out of the financial services world and into this role as a coach and a speaker and just a guy that is building into other men and women that are on a journey to do great things. Jordan brings such amazing energy into conversations like this one. I know he does that for his clients. I know he also does that as a husband and as a dad. He's just an all-around great guy. I'm excited for you guys to get to know him a little bit and learn from the experiences that he's had where he's kind of hit rock bottom and learned about himself, learned about Jesus, (laughs) learned about his work in those moments and has now decided to not just sit in that rock bottom position, but actually go do something about it and chase down the vision that God has put on his heart and in his head. So with that, let's dive into the show. Hey. So Jordan Montgomery, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thank you for having me, Curtis. We've been talking about this for a while and it's uh, an honor to be on, man. I'm glad to glad to be able to spend some time with you today. Amen, brother. Amen. I wanted to have you on because I just think your your energy and the wisdom that you've shared with me over the last year or so that we've known each other has had a huge impact on my life. And so I'm excited to uh, to share that with our listeners. So before we dig into your story, why don't you give us kind of the quick 30 second, who is Jordan Montgomery and, and what are you up to? Yeah, well, appreciate the question. And uh, again, I've been following your work um, for a long time and um you know, appreciate our friendship. And again, it's just so fun to be able to do it with you. So um, I'm just, I'm just jazzed to have some time with you today. And if we get to do it in podcast format, that's a win, you know? Mm. Um, So, you know, we have a consulting firm, my wife and I, and we're fortunate to work with a few hundred people that are in the people business. So we work primarily with sales people professionally. And um, I spend most of my days coaching, consulting, or speaking and our firm is the Montgomery Companies. Our last name is Montgomery, so it works. Fairly simple. Uh, we have three girls at home, ages eight, five, and uh, we have a five-month-old. So, um, you know, we are just feel blessed and also challenged. Um, God has used our daughters to teach us in a really big way. Mm. And, um, yeah, my wife's name is Ashley. She is uh, my wife, my best friend, and business partner, so it's an honor to be able to do life with her. And uh, we live in southeast Iowa. I travel often. Um, but we call this place home. So that's the short sort of two minute bio on us, Kurt, for uh, for those listening. I know you already know a lot of that information, but for those listening, that's the two minutes on the on the Montgomery's. I love it, brother. I love it, man. And so so the big question to kind of kick us off, and I'm excited to dig into uh, into more of your story. But when you think about manhood, especially from a biblical context and, and in today's culture, uh, how would you define what it means to be a man? Powerful question. Um, I think a man, a grown man, understands order of loves. Um, So rightly prioritizing how you love and lead. And so for us in our context, um, that means that it starts with faith first. So, uh, you know, Christ comes first and then spouse comes second and kids are right after that. So I think uh, your your time and your energy and your focus reflects those values. It's funny uh, you asked that question, Kurt. I was listening to an Andy Stanley podcast the other day, and he said he had a young man ask him, 
uh, he said, Andy, how did you get so wise? And for those that don't know Andy Stanley, he's a pastor in Atlanta, Georgia, over a really big church. And um, he said, well, I got really wise because I had a lot of years of being really unwise. And um, through unwise choices, I gained wisdom. And so, you know, I think that goes back to just a posture of humility mm. and somebody that understands that, um, you know, <clears throat> it's not about being perfect. It's not about having it all figured out, but it is about a posture of humility that says, um, I need uh, God in my life. I need good friends in my life. And I need a support system because apart from those things, um, there's not much that I have figured out on my own. So, um, you know, we've been blessed and, and you've been blessed, right? Just to have really good people around you and mm. and to know the Lord. And so I think, um, I think a mature man, a grown man understands that he needs the Lord, needs family, needs quality friendships and uh, grows in wisdom through experience. Um, so that would be my short answer. Yeah, I love that, man. I love that Andy Stanley quote. And I, I'm sure all of us have plenty of unwise choices we've made in our lives. But I, I think one of the things that I, I've been really just like impressed with you and blessed to be in friendship with you is uh, wisdom at such a young age, right? Like I, I was telling you before the show, I wanted to have you on because you are one of the youngest grown men in my life or, or that I've interacted with. And so I'm just curious, like, you know, uh, you're, you're a coach and a speaker, you share wisdom, often like that, that if I would imagine if we boiled it down is the essence of your work, right? And so how, how do you reconcile like youth with being someone that's in a position where you're consistently sharing wisdom with oftentimes men that are, are older than you, right? Yeah, we talk often about the paradox of education, right? Which is the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. Mm. And so I do think it goes back to a posture of humility and an understanding that, um, we uh, never truly arrive. And, um, you know, I think the more that we ask questions, the more that we get exposed, uh, the more that we confess issues, problems, sin, allow other people to speak into our lives, the more wise that we become, right? Mm -hmm. And um, for those that walk closely with me and my wife would be the first to tell you, like, there is just so much that I don't have figured out and so much that I struggle with on a daily basis, um, in multiple areas of my life. And so, yeah, I think even on some level, wisdom isn't necessarily having things figured out. It's almost, I think, Kurt, the understanding that you don't have things figured out. Mm. And I become more convinced of that every day as I spend time with high level leaders, uh, men in business, in the church and in the community and, and women, um, who I get to learn a lot from and I really respect. And so, uh, again, I, th I think it goes back to just uh, an awareness and this paradox of, edu of education that says the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. And, and that has been a really perplexing thought for me as I continue to grow in my journey. I love that, man. I think that's so powerful. I, lo I love that definition of wisdom and that that humble position that you come from, I think, just allows you to have an exponential impact on, uh, on the men and women that, that you build into talk to me a little bit about like you, you didn't just start your career as a coach and, and speaker and consultant, right? Take me back a little bit into the story of Jordan Montgomery. How did you get to, uh, to where you are today? Yeah. So, uh, had a career in finance, um, you know, always loved working with people. I came right out of college and decided to do that work and 
Uh, I had an event in my life that taught me a lot. Again, just going back to being unwise, made some unwise decisions in business. Um, and it landed me in a unique place. So um, I started to think deeper about my gifts and my talents and how I might be able to use those gifts. And I pivoted really from a career in finance to a career in coaching and consulting. So I still do a lot of work in the world of finance today. Um, but I just decided um, when I think about how God's made me and how he's wired me that uh, I, I would love to be a coach. I'd love to be a consultant. I'd love to speak and share my story. And, um, you know, the event that I went through, Kurt, I made some decisions. Um, it didn't affect any clients, right? It was actually over a, a continuing education assessment, just moving too fast, being too casual, too careless, and, um, you know, trying to get stuff done and be efficient and productive. But the point is this, that uh, I, I had to truly build a foundation on rock bottom and I needed a lot to be taken away before a lot could be added. Mm-hmm. And I'm fortunate that um, some things were taken away. So uh, I lost a lot of money in that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my reputation was temporarily, you know, damaged, um, probably lost some trust And it was really, really difficult. But in that moment, I think I started to understand too that sometimes a really powerful position to be is on your knees before the Lord in prayer. I'd never really felt that before. Um, And so for the first time, like I really needed, I I needed the Lord. And all of a sudden I really needed my family and I really needed people that were close to me. And I think God can do his best work when we're in that type of a position. I think we love to see God in our successes, but I think oftentimes he reveals himself to us in our failure. And so like for me, I, I, I became closer um, in my walk with the Lord and, and, and my faith grew as a result of some hardship, but it also provided clarity about what my future could look like. And so you start to think deeper about your purpose and your mission and your values. And I had an opportunity to think about that, not being clouded by success or victory or, or money um, or, or idolatry, but all of a sudden it had to really be about what I wanted and where I thought I could have the most impact. And I was willing to listen and hear uh, from family, from friends and from the Lord about what, uh, what my future could look like. So shout out to my good friend, Ben Newman, who's been a mentor of mine for quite some time. He's in the space that I'm in now at a pretty high level. And I had a conversation with him on my back deck. I'll never forget it, Kurt. I just said, Ben, I want to do the work that you do. I feel like I've been doing it informally for a long time. I've been speaking, you know, for a long time, but, but not like you, I want to do it consistently you know, like a couple times a week if I could. And Ben said, well, um, I think if you do these things and he had this little formula, you know, he said, I think you could have a business in 90 days. And uh, praise mm-hmm. God, we had a business in about 45 days and we were really fortunate. Wow. Uh, we replaced our revenue pretty quickly um, in the, the, the financial planning revenue. And uh, we just haven't looked back, man. We've been fortunate to work with a lot of good people. And um you know, I feel like we're still learning every day. Like, you know, it's still a relatively new business, but we're having a ton of fun and we get to work with people from uh, coast to coast in many different industries, started to work more in sports and it's just been a, an absolute blessing. So I'd love to tell you that I set out to be a coach and a consultant and a speaker, <laughs> but it just didn't happen that way. <laughs> That's powerful, man. I love like even digging, going, there's so many little nuggets in what, what you just shared that are so powerful. But I think like even going back to what you shared about, you know, some of those financial decisions that really uh, made you take a step back from everything. What what I get out of that when I hear you share that story is like this idea that um, you, you said God is with us in our success, but he really has an opportunity to teach us and be with us in our failures. And I think unless you're putting yourself in those situations where there's a 
chance, maybe a good chance <laughs> that you might fail. I don't know that we get the opportunity to meet God as holy and as, as, uh, as intentionally as intimately, mm-hmm. uh, unless we're putting ourselves in those positions. Would you agree with that? That is, I think, in, uh, for sure the case. And, um, I don't think any of us sign up for that, right? Like nobody wants to go through the Valley yet. Everybody loves to talk about it. You know, like they make movies about the Valley and the redemption story. Um, but nobody wants to go through it. But I, I just, I believe that Kurt, when you're in the Valley, when the chips are down, when things aren't just so it's where we are most teachable, you know, most coachable. And I had a good friend. Um, I'm in the middle of this storm, totally down and out, really difficult. I had a good friend, uh, Rich Wu say mm-hmm. to me, um, he said, Hey, uh, embrace this. Cause you probably aren't going to get it back very many times in your life. And I remember thinking like, dude, you are so crazy. Like there's zero part of this that I ever want back. <laughs> And he's like, no, I understand that. But I think you're in a position right now where you can hear from the Lord and he can teach you and he can show you things that you never would have seen otherwise. Like you can experience him in a different way through your brokenness than you've ever experienced him before. And I would just say for anybody listening that's gone through real hardship, um, they can probably attest to that. Like, uh, yeah, there's a different experience that you can have spiritually that I just don't think you get every day, you know, when things are going well. And I think clarity exists in the chamber of silence. And so all of a sudden the noise kind of stopped, right? Like bank account wasn't full. I wasn't getting the pats on the back. Um, You know, I just, uh, life wasn't so busy all of a sudden. And I got a little bit more clear about the things that were important. So yeah, I think, I think you're spot on um, with, with what you said there, Kurt. Were you married in that, in that season of life when you were kind of walking through that? I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah. And, and candidly, um, if I would have tried to get married prior to <laughs> prior to walking through that form, it would probably not have been very good. You know, I just, again, order of loves, priorities. Um, you know, I just, there's a lot that I needed to learn and still need to learn, but I feel like I had to go through that experience and be broken um, before I was probably ready to be married. And so, that's the biggest thing. Like forget the company, right? Forget the redirection of my career path. I think the the coolest thing that I received out of that is um, I got to meet my wife, you know, through that experience. Uh, technically I'll save you all the details, but I wouldn't have met my wife if I wouldn't have gone through that. Um, so I wouldn't have Ashley and I, we wouldn't have three amazing girls, you know, if, if it wasn't for that. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just really fortunate that things worked out the way that they did. And there's no question that God is sovereign and that he, had his hand over that transition. Mm. That's amazing, man. I, I, I'm curious, like when you you defined, you know, short definition or one definition of what it means to be a grown man. Uh, it sounds like like that your your experience of like near financial ruin, right, and walking through that valley was was that kind of did that feel like a rite of passage to you to now come out on the other side and and kind of know what it means to step into manhood. Yeah, I don't know if it felt like a rite of passage as much as it felt um, like the more I get away from it, Kurt, the more I start to understand it and the more I can mm. say I'm grateful for it. And I think there's mm. a lot of things like that that happen in our lives. So for anybody listening, like like I, I think part of being human is you're either going into a storm, you're in a storm or you're coming out of a storm. Like that's just sort of like the way it works to be human, right? Um So wherever our listeners find themselves, I would just say this, that um, 
that the further you get away from the issue, the easier it is to understand it. And I can say in my life today, uh, I feel like I understand it. You know, I feel like um, God used that uh, event to redirect my life. And I don't think he causes things, but I think sometimes he allows them. And so like in my life, I think he allowed it. And um, and I'm thankful for it. Yeah. And we always say this too. Robin Sharma said this. He said, um, every visionary was once ridiculed before they were revered. Every visionary was once ridiculed before they were revered. If you start to study just about anybody, and you're an example of this too, Kurt, right? Like anybody who's had real success, who's accomplished anything significant, even if you go back to our nation's history, anything that's moved the needle in our society came from the brain of a person who was initially laughed at or mocked. Most of us have been through that experience if we've had any success at all, right? Big or small. And so I just think I'm like everybody else that needed to probably have an experience like that. And um, it put me in a position where I was able to hear and learn and grow. Yeah, that's amazing, man. I love that. I love that. So one of your one of your titles that I can vouch for <laughs> is high performance coach, right? I know several of your clients. I'm not a client, but I feel like I've kind of quasi been a client over the last year just because of our friendship and relationship. And I can attest to you have a, an ability, a skill that I know you've honed over time that allows you to help others tap into high performance. And I'm curious if you could talk about like, where do you think that that skill set and that talent uh, came from for you? I don't know if I, you know I could put my finger on that exactly, other than to say I've just been fortunate to learn from a lot of really good people. Like you become totally the sum of the people that you spend the most time with. Um, I feel like over the course of my life, I've been blessed to know a lot of good people and be around a lot of good people, and it's the one thing that I've maybe been fairly intentional with in my growth and development. Uh, is I, I think I have leaned in closer mm. to people that I really respect and admire. So I could go through a list of people that I'm thankful for. We don't have enough time for that. But um, I think I just was fortunate to have good mentors and good leaders in my life and uh, who've taught me a lot and mm -hmm. uh, people in our in our church, people at, at, that have mentored me in business. Um, very few of my thoughts and my coaching clients know this. I say this almost every day. Very few of my thoughts are original. You know, most of the stuff that we teach on, coach on, or instruct on is mm. borrowed uh, from other people. And, um, you know, I've just been uh, a man who's been fortunate to be around a lot of good people uh, over the years. Mm. I love that, brother. I love that, too, because, you know, that that's one of our tenets that we talk about all the time is part of the part of the purpose of this podcast is to expose men to the fact that mentorship can have a dramatic impact on your life. Just pursuing and, as you said, kind of leaning into some of those relationships uh, if you're open to learn and you're, you're willing to take action, which a, a, a previous coach on the show, Corey Carlson shared, uh, in, in his podcast episode. And I love that idea of just, if you're willing to learn and if you're open to take action, as you lean into those relationships, it, it can, it can seriously dramatically change your life. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. And I think, um, I'll just add on to that, Kurt, that I think, uh, a grown man, can accept a compliment and can talk about where he is strong um, based on the fact that he understands his gifts aren't his own, you know? And I think, mm. um, you know, so, so as you asked me that question, I, I'd have to point it back to the fact that like 
my gift is borrowed for a while. I'm going to give it back someday. Like uh, God blesses each of us with a unique skill set. Um, John Maxwell, you should check this out, tells a story about, um, you know, he's a, he's a speaker and a, and a coach now, but he was a pastor prior to, you might know this story, Kurt, but prior to him being a, um, a coach and a speaker, he was a pastor and he was starting to get a lot of praise. He's like in his late twenties, he's delivering sermons and he's starting to get a lot of pats on the back. And he had a mentor of his that took him out to lunch after church one Sunday. And he said, John, I want you to understand something. He said, when you're getting the pats on the back, when you're getting the standing ovations, you know, when people are telling you job well done, they're not praising you. They're praising the gift. Mm. And the gift is bigger than you. Mm. And I just, that really resonated with me because I think for a long time, one of the things we got to be careful about, Kurt, um, that actually doesn't bring glory to God is when somebody says, hey, where did you get that gift? Or, I mean, you do a really good job of that. We sort of deflect, right? I think it's my natural tendency to, to, to deflect that compliment mm. um, and sort of shrug it off. But I think a grown man says, hey, like, praise God for that. You know, like I, I have been blessed and he did give me a gift and it's bigger than me. And I've also been fortunate to be around a lot of really good people. So um, I'm going to steward this gift for a while. It's not my own. And really, you're not even praising me. You're praising the gift. Because uh, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a broken man desperately in need of, of Jesus and, and good people around me. And apart from that, there's just not much to praise. So um, I just think that's an interesting perspective on how we should receive compliments with humility uh, pointing our gifts back to the right place. I think it's biblical, man. I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly which letter of Paul's it's in, but when he talks about like, let me only boast of the cross, right. It might be Galatians, but, uh, I, I think that's the exact application of that scripture, right. Is not to say, no, I'm not talented or no, I'm not as good as, as you say that I am, but instead say, yeah, but that, that's not me actually. <laughs> that's the Lord in and through me. And I'm so grateful that you recognize that, right? And having the boldness to actually say that in the right context, in the right relationship, I think is evangelism in today's world, right? Totally agree. Yeah, I think it is biblical. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I just think we need to carry carry that gift with the right posture, you know, is, yeah. is what's really important. Yep. I love that, bro. You said something earlier that I want to circle back around to. You said, you know, you have these three beautiful girls and congratulations on your your new addition. It's <laughs> amazing, you. man. Uh, you. you said that uh, that you have, God has used your daughters to teach you and Ashley a lot. W- will you talk to us a little bit about what you've been able to learn from from your three girls? Uh, probably don't have enough time, but I'll try, <laughs> I'll try to give you that. Short summary. Yeah, because I think kids are, I mean, anybody who's a parent knows that, right? Like just um, kids are the best teachers and, uh, you know, patience, grace. Um, you start to realize how much you don't have figured out. Again, I'll, I'll take this from Maxwell. I thought this is so good. John Maxwell said, I used to always talk about parenting when I'd speak. And he said, the moment I had kids, I quit speaking about parenting. You know, like it's simultaneously one of the most amazing gifts and blessings. And also, I think if we're being really honest, it's challenging, you know, because kids are unpredictable and, um, you know, they things change quickly in their world and they're emotional. And so I think I've just learned to be more grace giving. Um, I think order of loves has started to come in into the into frame. Uh in a deeper way for me, like 
what does it look like to give up a Friday or Saturday night to stay home with your family, right? Even when you want to go watch the game or you get invited to the really special event. Uh, if it is true that in my life, my kids come ahead of friends and community and work, and then I want the way that I spend my time to reflect that, not to the world, um, but to them, right? Because we get one chance, right? To be a father and one chance to be a mother. And um, I saw something the other day that just hit me hard. It resonated at a uh, little kind of tidbit, one of those motivational things on social media, but it just said, uh, this is one of the 18 summers that you get with your child, make it count. And I got that in uh, beginning of the summer. And it just, it was sort of a banner that I thought about uh, really for the entire summer. I just, it just uh, kept coming back to me. Like we get to do it um, for not that long, you know, and then it's gone. So I think it's had me thinking more about the brevity of life. I think it has me thinking about grace, uh, patience, and, uh, you know, just blessed to be, um, to, to be a parent. There's a lot of people that struggle with that, you know, that, that don't have an opportunity in life to be, uh, to be a parent. And it's a cool opportunity um, to have that role in life. So that, that's what I'd say. It's mm. amazing, brother. That's amazing. Talk to us a little bit about, I, I know, I know you have a, a big vision for your family and, and for your business. Talk to us a little bit about where Montgomery companies is headed. Um, yeah, I, you know, um, we're trying to keep an open hand as we experience growth. I think we'll continue to speak. I think we'll continue to coach. Um, we have our summit event, uh, that you just came to that you actually sponsored Kurt. So thank you for that. You were a huge part of that event this past year. Dude, thank you. I, I'm going to, I'm going to deflect that right back to you <laughs> because the summit, I, I want you to tell us about the summit in just a second. Cause I think it's really important. Uh, and I was going to ask you about it if you didn't bring it up, but y'all just, just for the listeners, for context, Jordan, this was the third summit, right? Jordan third, uh, this was, uh, the second, sorry, second summit, the second. Okay. Okay. So even, even crazier from my perspective in the best way possible, Jordan got 500 amazing leaders in the room together and, and brought in speakers from all over the country. And man, it was one of the coolest conferences I have been to, and I'm, I've been to a lot of conferences and it was just so cool, Jordan, to see like the, the, uh, it, it was a big event, but it was also felt really intimate. And I built a lot of relationships that I will consider close relationships into the future. And so I, I want to make sure we don't just breeze over like this thing called the summit, uh, that it is really a, really a cool experience. I, I'm grateful to have had the opportunity to be a part of it with you. Well, we, we are only able to put that event together with people like you who decide to be a part of it and sponsor and, and make contributions. And so truly, like when I say thank you, it's not just for like showing up and having your logo on stuff, but it's like celebrating with us and allowing us to put the event together. So, um, yeah, and our, our mission there is just to enhance the lives of the people that we know and care about many that we're getting to know. Um, but, uh, so yeah, man, so thanks for, thanks for being there and coming all the way from Ohio, you know, to Iowa, nobody from Ohio comes to Iowa unless they have a really good reason. Um, I think that's true of most of the states in the U S so we're thankful that you made the crack, bro. Uh, I could say the same of like in the reverse, right? I think the only reasons to come to Iowa or to come to Ohio, if you're not from there is football, right? 
<laughs> or now the yeah. summit. Or the summit. Yeah, there you go. It's amazing, man. Well, Jordan, thank you, brother, for for coming on the show. I, again, I, I I consider you a, a grown man in my world. I, I consider you a friend, and uh, and I'm grateful for how God has connected us. And I I know there are so many listeners that are grateful for uh for for you to take the time and and share some of your personal experiences and what God is doing in your walk as a man and your faith uh faith work and life. So thanks for being here brother. If you would uh point anyone in a direction to connect with you or learn more about what what you guys are up to, where would you send them? Yeah, uh we do a lot through social media, so Instagram and Facebook, Facebook page Montgomery Companies. Instagram handle is Jordan M Montgomery. And then uh, our website is montgomerycompanies.com, just like it sounds. So, um, and before we sign off, man, I just want to say thank you back to you, Kurt. You've been an awesome friend. And I feel like from the moment we connected, we were supposed to connect. And I love that adage about like, you can tell a lot about a person's character um, in terms of how he treats people that can't do anything for him. So I think it's important for our listeners to understand too, like we really don't have any formal business connection, right? We talked about, maybe doing some work together. And as mentioned, you were kind enough to come to the summit and be a sponsor. But uh, I think we've built an authentic friendship. And I, I think I've experienced you as just somebody who authentically loves on people. And um, and again, for somebody who's so uh, gifted and talented and could do a lot of different things in the marketplace, I appreciate that you keep uh, Christ at the center of your mission and that you're not afraid to talk about topics that are sometimes viewed or seen as taboo in today's world. And like this podcast to me is uh, the epitome of that is uh, mm-hmm. you putting your heart on display and talking about things that really matter that oftentimes get swept under the rug. So man, I just want to give you a shout out for being who you are, being authentic mm-hmm. and, um, and living for the things that you truly care about. You know, it's pretty special. I appreciate it, bro. I appreciate it. And right back at you, we wouldn't be able to have this show without guys like you that are willing to come on and and be vulnerable and and share your story and share what God's doing. So I appreciate that, my man. Awesome, dude. Well, thanks for the time. Keep on keeping on and uh, truly an honor to be on the show today. Thanks, brother. Thanks for coming on. We'll talk soon. All right, stud. Bye-bye. What's up, fellas? I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did recording it. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. If this show has done anything for you, I want you to do two quick things for me if you haven't already. The first is I want you to go to grownmanproject.com. It's linked up there in the show notes. And I want you to make sure that you're signed up for our email newsletter. We're going to be doing live events throughout 2020. We're going to be sending out content that I think is relevant. If you like this podcast, the content that we're delivering there over email is relevant as well. We're going to be talking about other podcasts that we're listening to, other opportunities to get involved, other things that we are learning as we are doing this journey together as men that are just trying to figure it out in faith work and life, right? So I want you to go ahead and go to grownmanproject.com, get signed up for the email newsletter there. Second thing is leave us a rating and review on iTunes. That really helps us get this show out in front of as many men as possible. We are just trying to lean into what God is calling us to with this show. 
And so uh, we feel like one of the things God's calling us to is just to help get stories like this, get wisdom like this, get normal conversations, right? These conversations shouldn't be totally off the wall. These should be the conversations that we're having with mentors and with our community day in and day out. We want to get these normal conversations in the ears of as many men as possible. So leaving us a rating or review in iTunes is really, really helpful. I would greatly appreciate it. If you have thoughts, questions for the show, if you have men in your life that you think would be great guests for the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can shoot me an email at Kurt, K-U-R-T, at grownmanproject.com. Thanks again so much for listening, and I'll look forward to talking to you next week. God, thanks for uh, opportunity just to be in fellowship with Jordan. Thank you for um, the way that you've orchestrated our friendship, uh, the way that uh, you have given us the opportunity to just uh, be brothers uh, under your name. I pray that uh, the conversation today is glorifying to you, that it impacts lives, that it uh, that that Jordan is able to share his story in the context of your goodness and your character. Uh, I pray that uh, the guys that listen to this episode. Um, hear you louder than they hear uh, Jordan and I. Uh, Give us energy, give us insight, give us wisdom. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you. So we are officially recording.